Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 846, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 26, verses 31 through 35. Let's read the passage. Then Jesus said to them, Tonight all of you will fall away because of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone falls away because of you, I will never fall away. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, Tonight before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's writing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in this last week of the life of Jesus. In fact, we're into the last night of the life of Jesus. The last week began on Sunday, Palm Sunday, the triumphant entry. Then we had various temple encounters, primarily encounters with the religious leaders. Then he gathered with his disciples on the Mount of Olives and gave them that final discourse. Then we saw the anointing in Bethany, Judas conspiring with the religious leaders to betray Jesus, and we just finished the account of the Last Supper. And in this, he predicted the betrayal by one of them, and we saw the institution of the Lord's Supper. Now they've left that area and are heading toward the Mount of Olives, and it seems they're probably en route to the Mount of Olives for this particular passage. So pick it up in verse 31 of chapter 26. Then Jesus said to them, Tonight all of you will fall away because of me. Well, he has already predicted that one would betray him. And they were all upset because of that, naturally. Now he's saying, All of you are going to fall away because of me. Then he quotes Zechariah. He says, For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So this is a quote from Zechariah 13, 7. If we actually read the passage in Zechariah, the Lord says, Sword, awake against my shepherd, against the man who is my associate. This is the declaration of the Lord of armies. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. I will turn my hand against the little ones. So there's... A lot of debate exactly what all this means, but it seems that this is the cleansing of the people of God. It's God's judgment on them. And even in this, you see the striking down of this shepherd. And some say, well, it's a false prophet, but that doesn't make sense because he says, the man who is my associate, this shepherd. And it is God speaking to the sword. So it's actually God is the one doing this. And so we have to ask, what is going on here? Well, the striking of the shepherd is an act of God. And it's part of the judgment of God. But it has to do with the cleansing of the people, the healing of the people from the sins of the people. And the message for us in this, you know, why is Jesus quoting this? And he's basically saying that He's not a victim of circumstances here. He's not just trying to do his ministry and then he's going to be arrested by the religious leaders and be this innocent victim to everything. He, he's actually in control. 
God's plan is being played out. God's plan is in effect. It is written. This is what's going to happen. He's applying that to here and now. Even though it's the sinful acts of sinful people, God's in charge, and this is playing out God's plan. Jesus will be struck down, and the disciples will scatter. Continues in verse 32. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. So here we've got the prediction of his death and the scattering and the abandonment by the disciples. But now he's giving this positive prediction that they're going to be back together again in Galilee after he has risen. Verse 33, Peter told him, even if everyone falls away because of you, I will never fall away. Well, you got to appreciate Peter's loyalty, or at least he thinks his loyalty, his dedication, his excitement. But we know that's not going to be the case. He is going to fall away like everyone else, even worse. Verse 34, Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, Tonight before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. So we have Peter claiming that he, he's not going to deny him. He'll die with him. And all the disciples, other disciples are saying the same thing. But Peter's the one really focused on. Because Peter's the one wanting to argue with Jesus about this. Jesus says, you're going to abandon me. Peter said, no, I'm not. And Jesus says, yeah, yes, you are. In fact, you're going to deny you even know me. Peter says, no way. I'll die before I'll do that. There's three predictions of failure here. We just had the prediction of one of them will betray him. We know that's Judas. Then we got the prediction all will fall away. And then the specific prediction to Peter, you will deny knowing me three times. And they actually occur in that order. Judas is going to betray him and bring the soldiers to arrest him. And at that event, most all of the disciples are going to run away. Peter and John are going to hang back some. And then Peter will be confronted by servants at the high priest's house. And Peter will deny knowing Jesus. Now, Peter's failure is actually going to be greater than the other ten. So, well, how is this? He at least tried to stay with Jesus. The others ran away. But Peter will because he's trying to stay close, actually end up being confronted, and he will actually deny knowing Jesus. And if you think back to Matthew chapter 10, verse 33, Jesus says, But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. So this is pretty serious. Jesus said, if you deny me before others, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. What do we do with this with Peter? This has to do with the outcomes of these disciples and their various failures. Peter and the ten will be restored. Jesus says, I'm going to go ahead of you to Galilee after I'm raised from the dead, and, and we'll be regathered together as a group. Well, why are Peter and the ten others restored, but not Judas. It has to do with repentance. There's no repentance on the part of Judas, whereas there is repentance on the part of Peter and 
the other 10. And so while there is this prediction of failure, there's also a prediction of reconciliation, restoration. And we'll see that after the resurrection. But through all this, the message is that God's plan is playing out here. Jesus is not just a, a victim. He's in charge. He's doing what he was sent to do. God is working his plan. Sinful people will play their part in working God's plan. And sinful people are still responsible for their sinful actions. But God will accomplish his plan even through the actions of sinful people. And through all this, Jesus remains in control. And that's what he's showing his disciples now. This is what's going to happen. And that's the way God has planned it to happen. So we've finished the Last Supper. They're now en route to the Mount of Olives. And we'll pick it up again in the Garden of Gethsemane. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.